naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Iggy Garcia Live, The Naked Shaman. Today's show is episode 161. So, like we start every show, we're going to light some candles. We're, we're going to light multiple candles today. There's a lot of things going on right now. okay we're gonna light these candles they'll burn pretty quick but I want to give thanks to my ancestors give thanks to everybody who's here today <clears throat> I hope every kid uh, had a, a nice Halloween today I hope they uh, had a nice bigger night and uh, so just setting up energy setting up the good vibrations the good energies that we need the world really needs it right now there's a lot happening in the world there's a lot going on there's a lot of things just um, that we have to address over a period of time and and sometimes uh, we need some call we need to call in energies call in spirit call in God call in the angels call in all the things to help us and nav help us navigate through this world that we're we're traveling through <coughs> so put this aside here Sage here, real quick. Bring forth uh, this good energy, healing energy. As we prepare our show, mm, that's good. So, above me. You can't really see it because, because, uh, because what's going on is up here. I have a bunch of sage, sage hanging here. Clear <coughs> so my throat here. Get a little water here, real quick. I apologize, guys. <coughs> I got people who smoke in my house, and that just gets to my throat sometimes. So it's not their fault. They smoke. That uh, I just have to work on not, not uh let it affect me all right so i'm here today um talking just talking i think sometimes it's just good to talk and and share and and just feel your emotions and and just kind of talk about the things that sometimes we don't we don't get to talk about you know and so i want to say hi to Anne marie there poking in there hello hello welcome to the show <clears throat> so you can leave comments here and be glad to share with you and hopefully you guys can hear me and see me i think i think i'm on uh facebook uh just changed their format on how they're doing things so hopefully uh you can you're able to see me and able to hear me as well so so there's a lot happening right now there's uh there's a lot going on in the world and the world is in a place of uh flux in a place of of uh, trying to find its way because the people in it are trying to find uh, answers and trying to resonate with the energies that um, that they need to bring into their lives and so right now I know that people are struggling and they're going through a lot of different things and and debating and trying to figure out answers and things to their lives about what they're doing and and sometimes it's difficult sometimes it's difficult because you know we're used we're used to having the answer we're used to having someone give us a uh, pretty direct 
message or direct connotation to what our question is and so right now the world is not like that it's not so clean cut and dry like like I don't think it ever was but but you had answers to things that you when you wanted to know something you were able to search it and find it uh, now it's not like that things happen very quickly very fast I know that people are struggling to find their way because we are uh, we are a society of people pleasers sometimes we want to please people we don't want to upset people so we put away we put aside our beliefs and our things in order to appease or to not offend or not hurt somebody but you know what I'm finding now it's just better to be honest and to be truthful with people and you don't have to be direct and mean and abusive about it but I think it's really important that we share our feelings and our emotions about how we feel about things in in shamanism you know the reason people come to a shaman is because they've they've not they've not expressed their feelings or emotions they've lost their soul they've lost a piece and part of themselves they've lost uh, an aspect of who they believe they are or not able to recoup now sometimes you can recoup the pieces and parts and sometimes you can't but you can always replace them with some really good energies and good vibrations and stuff so it's not like it's a lost cause but a lot of people who work with uh, shaman uh, shaman practitioners or shaman elders or shaman priests or shaman witches or shaman you know you name it you just add it shaman healers native healers a lot of people <clears throat> find themselves in a place where they're trying to find answers and the answers are everywhere the answers are everywhere and sometimes the answers are so much that we don't even know which one's the truth anymore you know the only thing we know is what we feel inside of our heart and our spirit and our soul and what resonates with us and I believe that's important to to latch on and grab on to that what resonates with you you know and to listen to what your spirit and your soul calls you to I think too many times we discount our spirit and our intuition because we don't we don't trust ourselves in the past in order to come into the future and able to answer the questions that we think we need to answer so it's pretty pretty uh, it's a pretty simple math you know we have to put a lot of faith and trust in ourselves because if we don't then who else can we trust you know it's kind of like asking somebody who is um, a chef to make you something you know you don't you don't necessarily go to you know the plumber and ask you to make you unless he's a cooking plumber but but most of the time it's not that way you know you ask you get your information from the people who you seem to have the, the answers that you want and the answers that you are searching for and you know you go to a doctor for example because the doctor seems to have the answers right or you go to a shaman because he has an, an, the answer you go to a Reiki practitioner because they seem they may have the answer but we're, it's it's not that clean cut and dry anymore it, I'm finding that now we've entered this new uh, age of Aquarius where you know where things are not as they used to be and they're not as clean cut as we used to be now we have to listen to signs we have to we have to be present uh, you know attentive to what we're hearing and, and taking in the information and processing that information and taking that information into not only into our logical mind but also into our heart souls into our spirit into our heart our gut you know our brain and all that working together and simultaneously trying to figure out what what the answer is and sometimes we find it and sometimes we don't and that's okay but you know when we're we're moving through this world right now where there's so much there's so much happening right now you know we, we have you know we're battling uh, a pandemic we're battling you know um, recession we're battling depression we're battling we're battling everything but yet we're battling 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 but we're not looking at the good things that are in front of right in front of us we're looking we're, we're choosing to look and we're choosing to see things that you know that we should be looking at I think sometimes we spend too much energy we put too much of our energy looking at all the negative things in life oh, we're all gonna die you know if we don't take the vaccine you know oh, we're all gonna die if the tornado hits us you know you know be grateful that you're still you know breathing you're still moving you're still being able to do the things you want to do you know be grateful when you wake up in the morning and you feel great and you're able to move <clears throat> so many of us you know we struggle because we're inundated with so much information and so much you know stuff 
you know, if you look on Facebook now, right now, people kind of just kind of, you know, stop talking about everything. They stop, just drop the ball a little bit. There's a, there's a few uh, segments of people who, you know, kind of remind us and, and throw things back at us to keep us in the loop. But in general, a lot of us don't post things on social media anymore uh, that seems to be um, quantitatively attacked, you know, because of our thinking depending on which side you're on, because both sides attack now. It's not like it's just one side. Both sides believe that, you know, that a part of their story is true. And another one side believes that their part of their story is true. And, you know, who am I to judge, right? Who am I to say which story is correct? But this is where we're at. This is where humanity is moving to. But when I say humanity, I'm, I'm going to say into the regions of the United States is kind of where all this is really happening. We're a very impressionable a group of people we're a very impressionable society we believe what we're told uh, you may disagree with me but the majority of you may included sometimes we believe what we're told because there's a foundation behind it or there's some more information behind it because there's something you know they tell us to wash our hands we wash our hands they tell us to put a mask on we put a mask on you know they tell us to you know wear two left shoes we put it on you know <clears throat> I don't know why I mean just because scientifically things have been proven a certain way doesn't mean that scientifically we have to do everything this way. You don't obsess washing your hands every sick every second that you can. Sometimes you just can't. I grew up in a time, and some of you have too, where we played in the mud. We came home dirty. You know, science has also proven too that you know too many showers is not good for you. All right, it's, sometimes it's better to just be dirty for a little bit. You know, don't don't sh don't bathe one day, miss a day, two days. You know, because that way you have the natural bacteria on your body. But then we bathe with hot water, cracks our skin, you know, bacteria grows. We get at least foot, you know, all these different things. And then they sell us products and they sell us more stuff. Just saying. Just saying. So how do we move forward? I don't know. I really don't know. Because there's so many opinions and so many beliefs. Everybody will uh, resonate with whatever they think they need to align with. And whatever they align with is what they're going to go with. And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. I'm not here to tell you or dictate to you what's good for you because only you can do that. But, you know, we live in a martyr martyrism society where we, we believe that the martyrism is the way to be. And that's why I posted on my Facebook page today, you know, what I posted because I thought it was important to talk about and share, you know, a little bit about what it means for yourself, you know. To what it means to be you know putting yourself first you know putting yourself first what's there's nothing wrong with putting yourself first you know, by putting yourself first you're able to help other people you know the illusion is we have to be a murder and we totally have to sacrifice ourselves in order for us to help the whole you know I mean this is a really touchy topic because people look at it so many different ways you know for example, the military is a good example. And do they do this? I don't know. A lot of it's in the movies. You see these in the movies a lot. Where they send in one guy gets trapped behind enemy lines. They send a team of six people to save this one guy. Four people die, you know, to save this one guy. And then all this loss of life to save one guy. And I'm not saying leave the guy behind, because that's not what I'm saying. But there has to be a better solution. So now we leave all these people behind in Afghanistan. You know, how do we get them out? Are they out? Some would say, oh, that's not our problem anymore. Well, everything's our problem when we turn our head and we ignore it. You know, eventually it'll come and bite us in the ass. And so those are the things that I'm, I'm asking, you know. What's it mean? What's it mean to put yourself first? It's not a selfish act. Absolutely not, because we have to take care of us. Because there's really not going to be anybody who's going to take care of us. There are people who have good intentions and they mean well and they want to help us. But in the end, they don't. <clears throat> in the end, they don't. You know, they don't help. They don't help. They don't help because they're trying to help themselves. Now we're coming to a crux of things where, you know, society is starting to see that more. And I'm not saying to not be able to help others. <clears throat> because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, help yourself. You know, if you have $10 in your pocket and you want to give it away, that's your choice. But if you have $10 in your pocket and you see a homeless guy and you want to go eat something... Then go eat something. 
you're not obligated to help the homeless person. The illusion is that we're obligated to help people who can't help themselves. First of all, we need to ask why that person can't help themselves and why they're in the situation they are. But that would take us connecting and talking to them versus just handing them $5 and you taking $5 that you earn and you help you helped yourself with. <clears throat> you know, so we don't talk to people. We don't communicate to people like we used to. We, we've raised our kids to be stranger danger, and I understand that. I get that. Because there are strangers and there is danger and there are people out there who will do harm to you. And I get that. So how do we do that? How do we fix that? How do we how do we move out of that energy? How do we move out of that energy where we're afraid, we have fear? We look away from the homeless guy because we don't want to see an aspect of ourselves in that person. Because that could be us. And maybe that's why we give and maybe that's why we hand them a buck or two. Because you know what? That could be us. That's different than being selfish. Then you're helping yourself because you're helping them. The true story is how do you help them get out of the hole? How do you get them to be where they need to be? And be a functioning part of society? They may never be. <clears throat> to understand that they may never be part of society the way we want them to be. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> And a lot plays into that. It can be mental illness. It can be, you know, just the lack of not able to do it or not want to do it. And there are people who don't really want to move forward in life because they're happy where they're at. Not all homeless people are upset being homeless. I've met homeless people. They would rather be homeless and they would rather be living the way they would because they're, they've become accustomed to it. Now, there are other homeless people who know they're struggling and they're having a hard time. It is very difficult. So it really depends who you talk to. The illusion is that we think that everything looks a certain way, but it's not. You know? But it's not. You know, we look at our country. We look at uh, uh, our situation, how this world is, is evolving and changing. We see that every time we have a new administration in office, certain things change and certain things happen. And certain people get left behind. Certain people get elevated and moved into a certain place. But that's that's the reality of it. That's what happens when you have different political parties when they pump into the system, when they come into when they come into play. When they come into the area of connecting with other people. Our biggest thing is that, you know, we we don't have um, this country doesn't have it, from what I can tell, from what I can gather, unless you're part of a culture part of a, a part of a upbringing that has that bit rites of passages you know this country you know getting your driver's license and drinking turning 21 and drinking your beer you already drink a beer before that but you know it's not a rite of passage i don't believe that is you know in latin communities they have the quinceañeras which is you turn 15 and you, you know you're 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 walking into womanhood you know, here in the United States, unless you're, you know, Jewish or Latino or some type of ethnic group. And, and if you're a white American, you don't really have a rite of passage. I mean, I can be wrong. If I'm wrong, someone type in there what a rite of passage is. But I've not seen it. I've not noticed it. I have not had my friends talk about it, what it means to be a rite of passage. Going to, you know, going to college and joining a sorority and a fraternity is not a rite of passage where your family indoctrinates you into adulthood maybe in college that's what it is but but from a family telling you hey you are now an adult now you are ready to go into the world and fend for yourself and you're ready to move into the spaces and the places that you need to be i don't see that i don't see that and i see that as a as a as a problem in a country that has melted melded uh ideals and beliefs and systems and created the big salad bowl of life and yet we don't have any rite of passages into adulthood oh you're 18 now get out of my house you know that's not a rite of passage you know that's that's one parent going yeah no more problem for me you go pay your taxes too you know but that's not i don't believe that we do rite of passages are very super important you know in latin cultures they have 
a lot of rites of passages. In shamanism, we have rites of passages. Every time that we're teaching in shamanism, we have different levels of rites of passages. So when the moment then you become that 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 next leader, that next healer, you've moved through the levels of passages. You've moved through the levels of indoctrination. You know, maybe the Catholic Church is, has rites of passages. You know, become when you receive your confirmation, your first communion, and stuff like that. That might be the closest thing, but that's these are all religious sects. You know, what I'm talking about is actual, you know, family rites of passages. What does that mean? To move you into an adult, to say, hey, you know what? Now you got to pay your bills. That's what happened to me, my parents. But we don't have that. We don't. I don't see that. Let's put it that way. I don't see it. And you know, no one's typing here, so I'm, I'm assuming that. There maybe there isn't you know graduation is not a rite of passage that's that's you accomplishing something a rite of passage means stepping into manhood or womanhood and what that means to you and i think that's why in america you see a lot of suffering in that you see a lot of that in america where a lot of people don't have these these ceremonies we don't have these ceremonies where people are ready to move into Sweet 16 is probably the closest thing that I can think of. You know, I didn't have a Sweet 16. None of my friends had a Sweet 16. I went to Catholic school. I think girls had a Sweet 16, but not the boys. But I think that men, in general, men realistically don't have rite of passage. And they don't understand what it means to go into become a man. And what that means to enter into manhood. You know, it's not just being strong and the fittest and macho and how many bucks you carry in your pocket to be a man that's not right of passage how do you teach a man to be respectful to himself first and then be respectful to others and be respectful to the people that raised him and the people who love him and then be respectful to the person his partner they they end up with man or woman doesn't matter how do we teach these people how do we in, in, indoctrinate that and teach that without violating or stepping over people's belief systems because we don't want to do that but you know something that says hey you know what you made it you're here maybe we need to create that maybe the united states needs to create some kind of rite of passage you know in the sense where it doesn't it's not like mandatory but it's something where you know we acknowledge somebody so i'm not sure i'm not sure if that will ever happen i'm not sure if that's something that they were you geared up to do but i do believe that over time something things will develop some things will happen you know even even gangs have rites of passages you know to indoctrinate you into the gang you know so it's not like it's not there but we have to work on things to in a positive light in a positive way to move ourselves our energy into the right frame of mind there's a lot of people who suffer because they're not connected to anybody. They're not connected to their families. They're disconnected to the people they love. They're disconnected to the people who they cared about. And now they're in search of new relationships. And they bring in the same like the same exact energy with them into these new relationships. And everything's fine for a while. And then all of a sudden they go through this feeling, this emotion. Uh, they're treated a certain way. They're triggered. And they're, and they're in that, that frame of mind that something's not right with them. And then the pattern starts over. And then they play out all the same behaviors that they did it with the people that they were being raised by or or in relationships with. <clears throat> so it's pretty interesting, you know, about how that works and what that means to people and how that how that works out. Um, religion has its types of rites of passages, but not everybody is religious. Not everybody's in religion. Not everybody is, you know, Christian or, or Muslim or Hindu or whatever. Some people are atheists. Some people don't believe anything. They don't even have to be atheists. Some people just don't believe. And that's kind of where they carry their energy through the through the world. And you see these people. You know these people. You meet these people. You talk to these people. They become deceptive and deceiving sometimes. And sometimes they do some amazing things. But either way, not to harp on that too much, but I thought it was important to talk about that. I thought it was, it was something that needed to be addressed because sometimes we don't we don't talk about the things that, you know, are important to us.
So we were talking a little bit about self and how we need to take care of ourselves. So that's one of those things that we have to keep working on. And, it, you know, and it's not like one of these things that just stops overnight, you know, because working on ourselves isn't just, uh, I guess it is an inside job, but I don't want to say it's all inside job. But part of it's an inside job. So when we're working on the aspects of the medicine wheel, you know, they're represented by distinct points on the on the wheel, and all these things on the wheel represent, you know, uh, the things that are in alignment with us, or things that we need to bring into alignment with us, you know. And so the things that we have to work on is to understand that you know we we're, it's always going to be a process that will never stop. It's always going to be a process that we need to work on. In the medicine wheel, you know, of, of indigenous people, people who who walk the red road, people who walk a different path, who don't walk so much in this road we call the black road. The black road is the 3D road. It's the road that, you know, we all live in. But in the middle is us, you know, is, is the focal point of ourselves. And that focal point of ourselves is to be uh, connected to all the things in the wheel. Maurokomostas. And, you know, being connected to all that <clears throat> means that we have to understand what it, how and all the relationships we're in with that. The center is represented by Sky Father, Earth Mother, and ourselves, which is a, a triangle of sorts. We sit in the middle and we're connected to all those pieces because we're affected to what happens by the energies of the sky, energies of God, the universe, and then we're affected by the things of the Mother, of the Earth. And if you think the mother is separate from the father, they're all the same. They're all in one. They're all part of the universe. They're all, all of us. But they have their distinct jobs or distinct things that they do. The distinct things that we work. You know? <clears throat> so basically, what I'm here to tell you is that when we sit in this wheel, that we affect the outside world by our behaviors and by the things that we do. And we, when we affect the outside world, it's because we're affecting our own personal world. When we affect our own personal world, okay... This is what happens. We affect our world, and it affects the world around us. Like, if I don't like you anymore, let's say, I affect your world, because you used, you liked me, and I liked you, but now I don't like you, so I affect your world, and that means you have to move away from me and move into another frame of existence, another, um, meet new sets of friends, and create new energies and new vibrations for yourself. And so we're all doing this every day. We're all doing this... You know, with clients, we're doing this with friends, with families. We're all working through this energy. So, in the medicine wheel, when we're in the middle, you know, it's a representative of sky, you know, and earth. And the earth mother, you know, if she is very powerful. You know, she's she's all about, you know, the intricate, the intricate system of our body. You know, the wheel is, you know, is... It's the nervous system of the earth. It's it's everything that, how do you say, everything that you feel and touch and you taste and you're it's, you're engaged with. And so these are the little pieces and points of the wheel. <clears throat> and just as we move through this wheel, which we call a hoop, which is all my relations, okay? All the hoop is all my relations, so we're related to everything. You know, the illusion is that we're separate, but we're, we're also connected. You know, you live your life, I live my life. I mean, we're all in one thing. If we, if we, if the earth blew up tomorrow, we would be all my relations. <laughs> we would be pulverized and we would become a new existence. And we would be scattered throughout the universe. All my relations. We look different, we sound different, but we are not different. We just play different roles in this world, in this world that we call reality, this world that we call, you know, Earth, this world that we call planet, Gaia, Pachimama. You know, we play our roles here. We play our roles here. You know, when you're moving through the medicine wheel, you go through the white, represents, the, which is the north, it's the wolf, it's the, what is it, the hummingbird. You know, that's re that's the respiratory system. For those of you who've been in my classes, understand these, these things that I'm talking about. It's about us communicating and talking and sharing. And that goes right back down the middle. 
right back into into the center point we're communicating to spirit communicating to mother we're communicating we're breathing we're exhaling inhaling taking it in taking it out you know so when we move into the east door it's about the digestive system okay and all the things that has to be seen the cease far people the future you know we process the food we eat it we drop it down and it's going to a place that we don't see sees far and we release it into the future which means the toilet pretty much and then you know we, we start we do it again and we go through the process again and we process the things that we eat we process the foods we create we can them we feed them we borrow all the things from the earth from the people from the future which are the children who are not been born yet so that's the ceasefire and that's the condor and that's the eagle the condor represents communication with spirit god information god coming to you sharing with you any of the birds of prey pretty much are communication with spirit the condor is communication with spirit communication with mother earth communication with the sky father they look different sound different and they do different things but they all are in communication with spirit they all have a vital importance to what they need to do think about it i just talked about the digestive system and the east door the east door represents the digestive system okay and that's the future that's moving into you know into the focal points of the future so the condor will take and eat things that have been you know that have died mostly the buzzers do condors eat living things too but then they take that process that food and then they throw it and they dump it and they put it in places around where they live which causes you know it causes the animals um, plants to grow which the animals eat and which you know there's this this whole cycle of life into the future so the the condor has a very powerful magical energy very strong energy you know and so does the eagle the eagle also as, as, as well it's it's it flies high and it sends you know messages from spirit and the condor does the same thing condor is not an evil creature condor is not a dirty creature a condor is doing its part in the world if you see a buzzard a condor it doesn't mean that evil is nearby no those are uh, depictions of people who have created that to make the animal look like it's evil because it looks mean it looks dirty it looks uh, bald and it's you know and it's just looks different than a lot of other birds but it has its purpose and it has its purpose on the planet and that's why we have to understand that the purpose is this the purpose is it's the recycler it's the giver it is its intention is the, to drop the, the the magical guano not the eagles don't drop guano but not the the condors drop guano like crazy all right and but it's the recycling of energies recycling of life bringing both together projecting things into the future projecting things that bring us to the place this moment in time and while we're in this moment in time when we use the resources that are in front of us we have to be cognizant we have to you know conscious of what we're using and how we're using it and what we're leaving for the next generation and that's what the eagle and the condor remind us of you know father's talking to you mother's talking to you use things appropriately use things in a way that's good for the world it's good for earth so we move down into the east door and the east door is, is a very powerful door because that's about us that's about our connection that's the mouse that's the snake okay and so this is the door that it's called the looks within door it's the spirit in door it's it's the skin the bones the muscles our spirit of ourselves who we are and how we see ourselves and how we um project ourselves into the world and how we share into the world you know we're green when we're born you know we're green and we're learning you know and that color green is representative of us you know growing and sharing and creating when we're in alignment we become in alignment with the condor point we come in alignment with respiratory point because when we speak our true voice when we speak our true voice when we're actually open our mouth the respiratory point comes across the the, the, the medicine wheel respiratory and skin bones and muscles it takes skin bones and muscles for us to talk you know and our body houses our our lungs houses our esophagus you know our vocal cords 
it all is connected all my relations so when you start working on the processes of the medicine wheel it's understanding that all these points are connected you know in the in this in the class that i teach the first class the medicine wheels there in the packet which i teach everybody so they can see the points and learn the points so when i talk about the points they understand what i'm talking about versus trying to guess what i'm talking about but all those points all those all these points are on there and they're written there so for for people to learn people who are taking the class people are, are walking the path with me you know so we move into the the west door and the west door is the buffalo it's the puma or the jaguar depending on how you how you look at that that's the Sikhs council door that's the west point that's the liver the kidneys you know, the gallbladder all the things that that our body is moving out you know all the things that our body has to process and cleanse because remember our ancestors are moving every time they move every time an ancestor like i become an ancestor it's moving and putting the stuff out cleaning and cleansing and clearing out so the liver the kidneys the gallbladder, all that stuff is cleaning our body and so when we talk to our ancestors it's going back in time and connecting with them and standing firm like the buffalo you know being you know agile and quiet like the jaguar the jaguar is not a loud cat you know it's a very it does very specific things and what it does so when we talk to our ancestors we can connect our ancestors a lot of people here's the thing a lot of people go well how do we talk to our ancestors we're not supposed to talk to the dead who who told you that somebody's doctrine Believe me, the ancestors that you have, they communicate with you. They share with you. They talk with you. They're in constant communication with you. Are you listening on that frequency? Maybe not. It could be you're not on the frequency because you don't believe. You may not be on the frequency because you're not listening. And you may not be on the frequency because you're ignoring it. But either way, they communicate with you. <clears throat> Your ancestors communicate with you. And when they communicate with you, it's not always how you want it to be. They're going to communicate with you in ways that you will have a feeling, an emotion. You will feel uh, energetically moved or charged to a certain degree or a certain way. All right? And so when your ancestors call you, it could be very subtle. It can be very uh, plain as day. <clears throat> and so I'm going to get to the story that I wanted to get to. I had a dream about my ancestors. And my mom and dad were there and grandmas and grandpas and but there was a great 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 grandmother I think it was three greats and she presented herself to me in my dream but it was a lucid it wasn't even a dream it was a channel she actually came into my body and spoke with me and shared a vessel with me we shared a vessel because I allowed it number one number two you know was by invitation because I had called in those kind of energies to receive messages and downloads and she talked to me in Quechua, she talked to me in Spanish, and she talked to me in broken English. But mostly in Spanish. A lot of it was in Spanish. And I totally felt the vibration. Her story was to share and to keep sharing the message, keep teaching our ways. Because if we don't teach it, it'll be lost from one generation. So you have to understand, if, if I don't teach it, it's lost in that generation, that gap. Now, there'll be other teachers teaching other people stuff, but that's their line. That's their lineage. That's their their um, connection to spirit. So when, you're, when I'm teaching students about connecting with spirit, I'm teaching them to connect with their ancestral connection, their ancestral line. As much as I'm teaching them to connect with mine, I'm connecting with theirs as well. But the main goal is for them to be able to use that as a resource to be able to talk and connect and be able to share and be guided remember because it's not only just energetically you know through the spirit and through energy that rolls through your body but it's there is dna construct inside of our body that doesn't necessarily i mean let me rephrase this there's dna construct in us that belongs to a lot of people they got us to this point some people say well, well you get your you get this stuff from your mom and your dad and you get this from your mom and dad. yeah sure yeah yeah we're right but they got it from somebody else too and then they got it from somebody else and they got it from somebody else and they got information from somebody else 
and they got generational information from somebody else the miasms and and the information that flows through their body through their blood through their dna and through the courses through their system but science can't prove this science this is where science does cannot prove how that works but spirituality can prove this okay shamanism can prove this because it's a spoken word it's a spoken language it's seen in the unseen there are things we cannot science cannot prove and will never be able to prove because they, they you cannot be inside the the spirit and the house of the soul of a human being you cannot open it you cannot crack it it just is you know how we function and work yeah sure there's electricity flowing through our body there's all kinds of chemicals that are moving through our system our hearts pumping our brains pumping all these things are moving but what science doesn't tell you is how the soul and how the spirit and how that all works in us okay that's not been proven there's no way to prove it. we just start we're alive we're alive we're alive because some science will say functionality we're alive because of functionality because how the way things move through our system what they don't tell you is that all the chemicals in our body produce electricity which electricity is energy okay and energy cannot be destroyed you can only mutate and change okay so the energy inside of our body which is frequency and we come from frequency we are frequency we are sound there have been scientific proofs about how in Tibet and how in these different areas they would move huge stones or destroy stones with sound. Okay? With sound energy. In Peru they use sound energy with people with kidney stones. They sound they send the shockwaves and then they break up the stones with sound. I don't know if they do that here. No, I haven't heard, but this is the kind of things they do. Have you ever had anybody yell at you? And how does that feel? Energetically, it feels not very good. Your dog doesn't really know emotion, but it can feel your emotions. Like if you talk to your dog and emotionally you yell at your dog, your dog will feel the emotion that you're giving off, the energy and the frequency you're giving off. Your cat, your animal, they'll know. They know. Because it's real. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Energetically, we are here and we're energy beings. We don't just speak language. We speak frequency. We speak frequency. We speak energy that's not seen. Listen, a lot of you walk through life and you just know when somebody's not right for you or you know when somebody's not being good to you. You know when somebody is not, you know, energetically is giving you, you know, some bad juju. You know this because you've experienced this. There's nobody in this on this thread that can tell me that's not how they've never had that experience. Because if you feel another human's vibration, energetic vibration through their voice, then they have sent you a frequency that is out of alignment with you and you become triggered and you become upset because of that. That's frequency, my friends. Emotions create the emotions that are charged in you, it's the frequency that someone's pushing onto you. Sometimes you don't even have to look at somebody. You don't have to talk to somebody and spew that energy on them. You can use someone to you know, mean mug somebody. And you, you already know what it means. And you create the chemicals and the chemistry in your body that tries to combat that and tries to keep that away from you. But then you can't because you're triggered by that person's energy. Frequency and energy is very powerful. I personally believe that actually humans were very evolved and very advanced for their time. This illusion that they were primitive people and they used primitive tools... Yeah, sure, they did, but you know what? They didn't need all this fancy stuff because they used this. They used this. They used this. They used this. They knew how to move energy. They knew how to vibrate at a frequency that they could levitate stones. I believe this with all my mind and all my heart. And this isn't conspiracy. This is just what I believe in my spirit and my soul. I've seen things and I've done things, you know, that prove that right. When I play my drum, that's a frequency, that's a vibration that brings joy and happiness to people's hearts. So that's proof number one right there. Then when you play the drum in a, in a loving, heartful way, people feel it. If you're facetious and angry and pissed off and you play your drum the same way, people feel it too. And they know that you're being disrespectful and rude. And you didn't even say a word. But you sent out a vibration, you sent out a frequency. Why do you fall in love with music when you hear a certain song or certain music? Why do you get triggered by a certain song if you don't like it or it doesn't 
resonate with you. Because it's the frequency of the, of the words that someone has associated, someone had pushed on them, that you're feeling the vibration. You know, we don't know how things work sometimes, and sometimes life is just about being mysterious, right? So I decided today that I was going to uh, reconnect with one of my students who I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, I talked with her and I shared with her, you know, where I was at, where she was at. And I said, hey, you need to come back and learn some more. I need to learn from you as well. And yeah, I kind of said, hey, you got to come back. And I never said that. And she started laughing. She goes, yeah, I got to come back. You're right. But that was something that spirit led me to say, you know, and I said that. And I, you know, and she resonated, resonated with us. So she's hopefully back in the fold the way we we're going to figure out how that works. But it's going to it's going to work out. And then I went and I ran by the restaurant and I hung out and then had breakfast at Jack and Benny's and then. I went to the cemetery to see the my family. You know, my mom and dad are buried in the Union Cemetery here in Columbus, Ohio, not too far from the old restaurant. And you know, it's a beautiful time. I'm I'm enjoying the time there, and I'm just sitting there and just chilling, you know. And and I'm walking around and just pondering and having a good time, playing my mom's favorite song, playing my dad's favorite song. And then you know. I get up and I walk to this uh, magnolia tree, which smells great in the spring when it's blooming. But I'd never noticed it before. It was for me to notice today. I looked down and I saw these these seeds. They, were, they remind me of the Wairuru beads, which are the shaman beads from Peru, from a bush called a Wairuru. And I'm going, my God, these are Wairuru beads. Where they come from? I thought maybe someone dropped them. Then I realized they were in the tree. I didn't realize that magnolias had a very similar seed. And those seeds are like orange. I don't have any. Well, actually, can't see them, but they're on my they're on my bracelet here. Let me take this off real quick, and I'll show you for those of you looking. And there we go. There, right there. You see how it's red and black? Now some of them were red and black. Some of them were just orange. But anyhow. I saw all these seeds and I started to pick them up and I was like wow this is pretty cool I'm like I don't know how they'll do or if they're gonna be good or I'm gonna be able to use them in the in the ceremonies but the cool part about it was that I found these seeds and they were kind of scattered and you know and I'm listening to the voices you know playing out of my head about you know just the things that I've experienced in the last few days or several weeks and as I picked each one, I, I took a picture, and I sent one to my friend Kate, and then she responded to me, you know, and there's five of, there's five there, and she, there were five, the original were five, and there's like five students that I'm working with right now, and so I was like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta, that's a great point, you know, I never thought about it like that, which opened up my mind to search and keep looking for more, more magnolia seeds, and I found more, I ended up with 30 seeds in total. And then one of the casings. But the cool part was, as I was searching, there was little ones, there was broken ones, there was rotten ones. There was one still inside the casings that you just couldn't get out. They just wouldn't break out. The birds were eating them earlier. That's why I was curious about the birds. That's how I ended up under the tree. I usually sit there after I visit my mom and dad. And so I'm picking up all these seeds. And, and then all of a sudden, my friend from Peru texts me. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what the heck? And it wasn't like... It wasn't even minutes after I started looking at these seeds. And so he's like, hey, what are you doing? Basically, he had a friend who wanted to start a podcast, and he was picking my brain for that. But it's kind of funny. And I told that to him. He goes, hey, these look like Wairuru beads. And he's like, yeah, they sure do. And I was like, and that's funny. Our connection, universal connection. We talked about the universal connection a little bit. And so I started to think about, you know, the, the seeds on the ground. And I'm thinking to myself, you know. It's interesting, the metaphor that's playing out right in front of me. And, and there are going to be seeds that I'm going to take with me that are going to be really good and strong. Some are going to be small and not developed. Some that are going to be, you know, a little wounded, maybe just not in the place where they need to be. Then I looked around and I'm thinking, there was a lot of seeds that just never made it. There was a lot of seeds that were just kind of half bitten. There was kind of seeds that were just rotten, you know. So there was this whole, this whole mirror 
of you know creativity and what was happening in let's say my shamanic practice forever for example i'm thinking to myself just all the people that walk through the path with me and the people who've fallen away or people who just didn't want to do it but yet everybody had the same opportunity to some degree and so here we are and i'm looking around i'm going and it just right in front of me is this 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 whole thing playing out this whole this whole universe of a potentiality i left two seeds on the on the on the tombstone you know that were kind of like kind of good and bad shape but the cool thing about it was just the sheer thinking that i was thinking about because when i meditated my friend told me to meditate and think about what what i was feeling and what i was observing and i was thinking and it was like wow that's just a really powerful message right here that the work is is continues the work has to move forward uh what 30 means maybe 30 people uh 30 days who, who knows what it means you know we can take that however we want and then i was satisfied and i found a one little one one little strawberry teeny little strawberry i took a picture of it there's on my timeline and it was just doing its thing just one little picture and it kind of looked like a little coronavirus <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny but you know but it, it was kind of neat you know it's to remind me that things and these are things of nature these are part of life these are things that happen these are things that evolve these are things that move they're they're all my relations you know the shape the geometry and everything about life is is a repetitive spiral you know and i thought it was really cool and so i'm saying bye to my mom and my dad and I jump in my truck and I turn on the radio and this is crazy I turn on the radio and my cell phone's not hooked up to the stereo yet and the song Ave Maria comes on Ave Maria was one of my dad's favorite songs when he was a kid and as an adult too but Ave Maria is also the song that he was singing, that we were singing to him when he was in the hospital. When he was, um, suffered from his accident. And I had my friend Brittany who was there singing to my dad. And, uh, my dad just loved the song and he was praying and, you know, trying to get through this. And I was just really moved by it and I was listening to it and recorded it and I shared it with several friends. And my family. And here's the weird part okay the weird part was that wasn't on my playlist and I don't know how it played I don't understand because I, I don't have any other app on my phone other than the Spotify that played that song they would have played it but it's not in my playlist and it wasn't any of the songs that I picked but the song played the song played and just i got really emotional i got really happy sad if there's a such thing happy sad where you just kind of like just kind of really it moved you and it shocked you because you don't there's no there's no way to prove that how that worked how that happened i don't have any way to know i don't even know how that happened it just happened now we can say it was communication from spirit. It could have been my, my mom, my dad, sending a message to me, reminding me he's okay. All I know is that that song played. And when that song played, I was like, how is this happening? How is this possible? How is this possible? And, you know, I went to look on the phone because I wanted to see who, this, who the art, artist was. And the app wasn't even open. I was like, the heck? Did I push something on my phone? I don't, don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. The only thing I can tell you is that was a divine moment, divine intervention. There was a divine experience in that moment for me. And this is paying attention. This is connected to frequency and energy. And in that moment, 
in my hearts of hearts, I believe that my dad was communicating with me and talking to me and sharing with me and letting me know that he's okay. I believe this. I believe this with all my all my heart, all my spirit, all my soul. That's what that's what happened. And I was really happy about that. That was just really cool. And then I had all kinds of other emotions and feelings, and I let my family, my brothers and sisters know, my friends know, and uh, my my sister calls me, who I saw on Sunday, and she's checking in on me. She goes, "Are you okay?" And just want to make sure you're okay, because yeah, I wasn't sure. She wasn't sure, you know, where I was emotionally, spiritually, or you know, mentally or physically, because it kind of sounded. I don't know how I sound to them. I didn't know what how that how, how they were reading my message, but. She checked in on me, and that was really great because I've been trying to reconnect with my family for quite some time since my dad passed away. And so it was really a beautiful thing to have her call me and check in, check up on me. I really needed that. That was a very powerful moment for me. Uh, I knew at that time that I wasn't alone. I knew I, I never feel alone, but I knew I wasn't alone with my family. You know, my family still had connection with me, still loved me. And uh, not that I didn't think they loved me. They just I'm just blabbing here, but but it really moved me. That all really moved me. So I guess what I'm saying is today is just pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to you know yourself. Being a naked shaman to me means being open to the process, being open to all the possibilities, stripping down our our our, our guard. You know, stripping down, letting go, and releasing. So if you ever hear that intro, naked shaman, it just means me being genuine and real and letting they let drop all the appearances, drop all the robes and just be who you are. Just be who you are. And so, you know, that was a very moving, touching moment for me. Very powerful moment for me connecting that way and feeling that energy and I've had amazing experiences throughout my life and you know I had amazing experiences you know as an adult as a child as I've had you know some really challenging moments in my life too but I'll tell you one thing that was really beautiful what I got to experience today it was amazing it was beautiful I was very grateful and very thankful for that opportunity to be able to experience that that moment and to find those magnolia seeds and talking with the birds and playing I was actually playing my phone with the bird sounds on it to them talking to them and um, yeah so that's all I really have for today and in sharing you know where I'm feeling and where I'm at but uh, I want to invite everybody to just kind of you know listen to your intuition listen to yourself you know higher self is calling and talking be your own guru talk you know with yourself be in communication with yourself listen to yourself <clears throat> if you want to connect with me just reach me at igigarcia.com or you know come to one of my drone circles I got one coming up at the Reiki Center this Saturday from 7 to 9 Come hang out with us. It's a masquerade party. It's a dress-up party. You have to wear a mask regardless because that's just what they want. And I respect that. None of that. But that's their space. And then come and drum with us. Come get some drum healing. Some drum loving. And um, we'll just keep moving along. So do your best. Do your best every day. You know, be in communication. Be in love with yourself. And with the people that come into your sphere for a moment in time or forever love them be grateful for them and with that i just want to say um, it's good to be here you know all the good things namaste what is above is below all the things that resonate with you all the things that bring us and connect us we are all one we are all my relations you know we are all the things you know that we resonate with and we are all the things that we don't resonate with too because those are the things that remind us where we need to how how where we're at and where we move from or where we're moving to and so you know 
there are people out there struggling there are people out there working on themselves you know be patient with them some people just just need a little more time than others and some people will just never get there in this lifetime and for those people that's not your job to fix them your job is just to know that they're working on themselves you keep working on you you keep doing the best things for you you make yourself the best version you can be you do what you have to do in order to go where you need to be and remember create healthy limits and boundaries with yourself love yourself and on yourself and with that i want to say aloha.